This is CPX number 81, Who Gets Absolution? This is the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 97, question and answer number 99 through 104. God give you his peace, and nomine patris, affiliate, spiritu santi, amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us, and save us, you who are all good, amen. In nomine patis affidit, spiritu santi, amen. Just a quick note on the definitions of the word we're going to use here. Penitent is the person who goes to the priest confessing his or her sins. And confessor, even though this is a little confusing in English, confessor is the word for the priest who is hearing confessions. Okay, number 99, must confessors always give absolution to those who go to confession to them? Answer, confessors should give absolution to those only whom they judge properly disposed to receive it. Number 100, may confessors sometimes defer or refuse absolution? Answer, confessors not only may, but must defer or refuse absolution in certain cases so as not to profane the sacrament. Number 101, we are going to skip and come back to at the end. Number 102, is not a confessor too severe who defers absolution because he does not believe the penitent is well enough disposed? Answer, a confessor who defers absolution because he does not believe the patient well enough disposed is not too severe. On the contrary, he is very charitable and acts as a good physician who tries all remedies, even those that are disagreeable and painful, to save the life of his penitent. Number 103, should the sinner to whom absolution is deferred or refused despair or leave off going to confession altogether? Answer, a sinner to whom absolution is deferred or refused should not despair or leave off going to confession altogether. He should, on the contrary, humble himself, acknowledge his deplorable state, profit by the good advice his confessor gave him, and thus put himself as soon as possible in a state deserving of absolution. Number 104, what should a penitent do with regard to selecting a confessor? Answer, a genuine penitent should earnestly recommend himself to God for help to enable him to select a pious, learned, and prudent confessor into whose hands he should put himself, obeying him as his judge and physician. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Now, as you know, today's title is, Who Deserves Absolution? And I can already hear the reply of certain progressive Catholics. They might say, who deserves absolution? None of us. And that's the great mercy of God. Is it he forgives us when we're not worthy? I mean, really, was Mary Magdalene worthy when she was forgiven? Was Peter worthy of Jesus after, not, after denying him? Were they worthy to receive forgiveness? Well, the answer is yes, because they were sorry. You see, being sorry for your sins is necessary to make a good confession and to be forgiven. Why is that? Because confession is not a magic trick that happens at absolution with like some static deity as long as you push the right buttons on the vending machine. That's not how it works. God is three eternally living persons who we are called to have a relationship with. And we're not going to play God like he's some binary computer game. He is real and he is personal and he doesn't like games where we think we can trick him by say, I don't know, getting absolution if we're going to keep sinning. sinning. And so just as the Pharisees couldn't be forgiven by Jesus because they weren't sorry, so also the priesthood of Jesus Christ that I am, the, or I only participate in the one priest who is Christ, I should say. There's only one high priest according to St. Thomas Aquinas. But the priesthood that I have a participation in, that's just an extension. That's an extension not just of Christ's forgiveness, 
but should in some sense also be an extension of his heart and mind in the world. And this is exactly why someone like Padre Pio nearly, nearly conformed to Christ himself, frequently denied absolution of his penitence. Well, see, it's a lot like a doctor refusing, he's refusing not good treatments, but bad treatments when he refuses absolution. Why is that? Well, the short answer is it's no good to trick a penitent into thinking you're shooting real absolution in his direction when you're just shooting blanks. Blanks because the words of absolution have to land on, so to speak, yes, land on penitence, sorrow. You see, this is basic stuff. This isn't Jansenism or complex Catholicism or rigorism. This is really basic stuff. Really, it's, it's really basic. You have to be sorry to be forgiven. And you can't be sorry if you're going to keep living in sin. So let's take a look at just what Pope St. Pius X has to say on question and answer number 101, because that's the one he gives certain examples of when a priest might deny absolution. Now, real quick, if there's any priests listening, please don't imitate any or all the following examples of denied absolution unless you're really sure the Holy Ghost is calling you to deny absolution in the confessional with the specific person you're with. Because, you know, today people are really barely trucking along now and they're barely making it to the sacraments with all the depression, with the lockdown and stuff. So I think we need to have, and you know me, I'm the last person to say God has changed his mind in the modern times Clearly, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I am going to say, you know, we need a little more leeway than when Pope St. Pius X wrote this, especially since, who knows, the next lockdown might separate many penitents from their priests. So be very, very sparing in denying absolution. But here are some possible, not definite, examples. We'll go through this in number 101 today. So, 101 question is, who are those penitents who are to be accounted badly disposed and to whom absolution must be, as a rule, refused or deferred? Answer, penitents who are to be accounted badly disposed are chiefly the following. Number one, those who do not know the principal mysteries of their faith or who neglect to learn those other truths of Christian doctrine which they are bound to know according to their state. Okay, now, if you're my words, Father David Nix, on just number one there. Now, honestly, when I first read that, that seemed a little bit harsh to me. I mean, why should the ignorant be denied absolution if it's not their fault? Well, three reasons. First of all, you have to remember it's a modernist idea that ignorance of the faith exonerates culpability. Um, at least where the Catholic faith is available, the traditional teaching was that ignorance increases culpability. I mean, imagine treating your body with as much negligence as many treat their soul. Imagine, can you imagine having a huge abscess or boil and not immediately Googling it what to do? I mean, that's just four issues of the body. Apply that to the soul. That's one reason absolution may be deferred for the ignorant is they just don't care to take care of their soul. I mean, if we were as solicitous and vigilant to take care of our soul as our body, we would Google the right answers on what's a venial versus mortal sin. And so this is why denied absolution can wake those people up, just as Padre Pio did to so many souls. Second reason why ignorance might be reason to deny uh, absolution is, um, let's talk about that surgery analogy again. If you were to have surgery for an abscess, but then you had every intention on, say, going back to lay in bed 18 hours a day, not out of a sickness, but out of laziness, well, you know, what good would the surgery do? None. So you have to coach, the, the priest slash doctor has to coach that person so they can stay in grace, not just enter sanctifying grace for a short amount of time. And thirdly, as I've said before, confession is not a magic trick, is a new life begun. And so you, that has to be connected with a little bit of catechesis. As I said at the beginning of 101 here, be very, very sparing in deny, denying absolution, especially for ignorance, since 
in some sense, it really is not the fault of Catholics who've learned the wrong Catholic faith if they learn from a progressive parish. We're all trying to catch up on tradition, so be, be generous and merciful, of course, if there's any priests listening. Uh, but it is interesting that Pope St. Pius X says ignorance could be a reason to deny absolution. And the second example he gives for those who might be denied absolution, he says, those who are gravely negligent in examining their conscience who show no signs of sorrow or repentance. A couple quick thoughts on this. In this case, giving absolution would be a lie since repentance and sorrow are necessary for a good confession. And again, if you doubt what I said, uh, sorry, but you believe in superstition more than Catholicism. Catholicism is a relationship with God. You can't play God. You can't trick God. Third example he gives, quote, those who are able but not willing to restore the goods of others or the reputations of those they have injured, end quote. You know, personally, there have been bishops and priests who've lied about me publicly, and I've warned them publicly that their confessions would and could be invalid until they restore my reputation. Otherwise, people, bishops, priests, lay people, could just go around telling lies about people and then, oh, just go to confession and think they're confession forgiven. No, uh, you can't destroy a person's reputation publicly and expect to get healed in the interior part of your soul until you prove sorrow. And how do you prove sorrow? By fixing the damage you did to someone's reputation before, before you go to confession. Now, probably a priest could make it happen after confession if he gave you that counsel, if you didn't know this requirement, and he did. But you got to restore people's reputation if you're confessing sins against the Eighth Commandment uh, in certain situations. Um, okay, number four, there's another example when you might deny absolution, or a priest might deny absolution. He says, those who do not from their heart forgive their enemies. Wow, that's an interesting one. And that's, that's a hard one, honestly. Uh, but listen to Matthew 18. Quote, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you, and in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debts. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you did not forgive your brother from your heart, end quote. Okay, does that seem surprising to some people that not forgiving someone might be a reason not to get absolution? That's not being mean or legalistic. This is just proof that traditional Catholicism is based on the Bible more than it's based on canon law or whatever ideas people have of just the sacraments being magic tricks, like I said. And I keep saying magic tricks not because they are. The sacraments are the divine mysteries of God. But when we think that we just push a button without changing our life for any of the sacraments, it's just not a good idea. Okay, fifth example he gives, those who will not practice the means necessary to correct their bad habits. Now again, this isn't meant to, he doesn't write this to be mean to penitents. Let's, let's talk about the example of alcoholism. Imagine you're an alcoholic and a priest told you in confession no absolution until you were either sober a month or maybe he makes absolution dependent on emptying your house of alcohol. Of course, to the modernist mind, this might seem severe, but what if it saved your life? What if it saved your soul? You have to remember, confession starts a new life, not just a new, you know, situation where you feel better psychologically. Confession is to begin a new life. And the last one, the last example he gives when absolution might be denied is number six, those who will not abandon the proximate occasions of sin. Okay, an easy example of this would be, say, a non-married couple living in sin. Well, they obviously can't go to confession. Why? Because they will not abandon the proximate occasion of sin, namely the sin of cohabitation. Please say an Our Father for me, et benedictio de omnipotentis, patris et filii, et spiritus sancti, descendit super vos, et maniat semper. Amen.